Hey friends, it's Eric Hulkerin, and welcome to another episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. All May long, whether you're watching the video version of this podcast or you're checking out the audio version of the podcast, it is brought to you by these sponsors who helped us feed the front lines and feed first responders on Nurses' Day. Zhang Financial, Henry A. Fox Sales, University of Michigan Credit Union, Garrett's Appliance, Muskegon Surgical Associates, and Chemical Bank, a division of TCF National Bank. On this episode of the podcast, I'm talking to Bob Fish of Bigby, co-CEO of Bigby, in fact, and he and I have a lot in common. And one of the things that we have in common is sharing good news. And so on this episode, we talk a bit about good news over some coffee on the Michigan's Best Podcast. All right, friends, it's Eric Hulkren. Time for another Michigan's Best Podcast. And this time around, we are partnering with our friends at Big B, and I'll explain why in a second. But I want to invite in our guest, Bob Fish, who is co-CEO of Big B. Bob, how are you, my friend? Awesome. I mean, all things considered, awesome. Yeah, well, and, and like that is why we're here. You know, one of the things that sort of brought us together both as people and as two different brands is our our love of the wonder and the magic and the joy and the good news that's in even in a time like this and so Bob and I thought this would be fun to do some episodes where we're talking about the good news around Michigan and and what people are doing to make this world a better place when to your point Bob all things considered when all things considered it might not feel like that uh so Bob, first, how are you doing? Like, how is everything in your world? How's how's your family? I mean, you and your wife do the YouTube videos, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So, like, we get to see you. But how are you actually doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm doing well, you know, physically, mentally, uh, that kind of thing. It's not without effort. You know, I'm drinking a lot of water, eating right, uh, staying positive. I There was a moment early in the crisis where, you know, cortisol and adrenaline were sort of winning the battle with me. But I've but I've come around on that a little bit, and uh, I'm taking a lot of uh, time in the woods and, and that kind of thing. It can be really beneficial. But yeah, my wife and I, we have a purpose with our videos, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to talk about that. But one of the things you and I talked about leading up to this is this question that you guys get asked all the time is, why is Big B essential? And so I, I want to sort of start there, and then we can kind of talk about the rest of the cool stuff we're going to talk about today. But why is Big B essential? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's um, you know, sort of a wonder because it's like, hey, it's just coffee, you know. <laughs> uh, but there's two things on that, why it's essential. One you know, uh, Department of Homeland Security's deemed food service essential. And, and the reason it deemed food service essential, which Big B Coffee falls under the, the, the mantra of food service, but the reason it deemed food service necessary uh, was because grocery store needed a break. If you remember in the very early days, it was literally being overrun and food service was a way to take, take some of that pressure off. And then the other reason that it's essential is... Um, you know, people need like one inch of normalcy in their in their life, right? And so, you might be stuck at home, uh, but you know, please don't take away my coffee. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, and, you know, to have the opportunity to go out and see some other human being. You know, we are social beings. The opportunity to get out and see some other human being is important. And I don't think that that can be understated because my wife and I talk about that all the time. Is that our ability to go do that? 
almost centers you a little bit, right? Because we're missing, you and I have talked about this, but we're missing the the habit of commutes. We're not going anywhere. And so right. our workday just starts when we get up and decide to put on or not put on pants. And then it really doesn't, <laughs> you know, and then it really doesn't end. And so the ability to go out and have that break in the day, I don't know that that, that can be understated. And, and which leads me to another question, because you said it so nonchalantly. And I, I, I haven't had a chance to ask any business leaders this question. I've wanted to very much. What is it like having to now respond to Homeland Security? Like what as a as a co-CEO, what is this like navigating through? And then we'll talk about what you guys are doing at the store level. But for you, what is it like navigating through this? Yeah, well, what I would say is it's very fast paced. So, you know, we we would make change inside Bigby in quarters and years and so right. on. Right. And, and it, you know, the pace of change with, uh, you know, whether we're just talking about legality or safety or security and, and, and the, the number of sources that comes from, you know, Department of Homeland Security, CDC, uh, State Health Department, Local Health Department, sometimes conflicting with each other. I mean, we've had to become experts. And then what I would say is our, our iterative process, it, it's moving so quickly. Um, now, what's that like? Uh, frankly, I find that highly stimulating. Now, you know, you can get a little too much of a, a good thing, like being highly stimulating or highly stimulated for too long might might feel like you're coming off some weekend binge or something. Sure. Like yeah, right. Yeah. To be careful, but it's stimulating. And I've had the 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 joy, the benefit, the ability to show up at your your headquarters. So I get a sense of of what the culture is a couple layers deeper than somebody who isn't trying to become a franchisee or works at that level. But you said something yesterday as we were prepping for today that I thought was really fascinating. And, and you said lots of people are trying to have to use and I promised myself there are three words I wasn't going to use. This will be one I'll make an exception to for the sake of the question. Um, lots of brands have had to pivot to yeah. to respond to this. And you said that because of the way in which your culture has been created, you haven't really had to do that. You've just had to double down on what you were already doing. Can you talk about the Big B culture and how it relates to the coronavirus and then what is happening inside these stores? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we're a purpose-driven company, uh, which means... We're interested in some larger purpose beyond profit, not instead of profit, but beyond profit. And, you know, our, our purpose is to improve workplace uh, culture in America, or rather that's our vision. Our purpose is to support people uh, in building a life they love. And we believe if, if, we, if we support people in building a life they love, that eventually we'll be able to change workplace culture in America. But, you know, my partner, Mike McFall and I are, are, one of our big goals in life is to make the word love as ubiquitous as the word profit in business. And so Big B's about love and, and not the Subaru version, you know, where we'll, we'll donate your favorite uh, charity, nothing against Subaru, but it's, it's a little bit more marketing than, than purpose. Sure. Um, but yeah, in the COVID crisis, because um, built into the word love is things like uh, gratitude, uh, faith, strength, um, and we just get to turn the dial up on, on these things. And people are highly receptive to that right now, but we are extraordinarily grateful. And, um, you know, love is just such a, a positive message for everybody. 
Because there's, there's a couple things, you know, I mean, people's lives have, have been changed dramatically. And that's one thing they had to adjust to. But the other thing they have to adjust to is the idea that there's light at the end of the tunnel. But the tunnel's so long, we're not used to looking at the light at the end of the tunnel being so far sure. away. Yeah. And so being able to lean on these things is, is really, really important. But like, you know, I post every day on Facebook and we communicate to our own operators every day. Uh, about the idea, if you love the world, the world will love you back. And it's been, it's just been hitting us in droves. So we didn't have to pivot. We just got to float the balloons a little bit higher about what we're doing. And uh, people are really receptive to that. So Bob, can you, can you go back a, a couple, you're celebrating 25 years. So go back a couple years. At what mm-hmm. point, like, and maybe it was iterative as, as you used earlier like at what point did you and mike sort of move towards this right because you know i've i've had the pleasure of talking to you a couple of times and you are like this all the time you are just joy-filled and happy like this is not a facade this is this is a thing you do and and i love that about you but i wonder if you might be able to put some words around when you guys were like okay we're gonna do this business but we're also gonna we're really gonna do this right yeah we were definitely uh, a company that was without purpose all the way up to 2014. And so, you know, I did a TEDx talk, Michael and I did a TEDx talk, uh, Detroit, on this, uh, just this last year. But, uh, you know, when we started off, we had the DNA of love in inside the company. As a matter of fact, we used to say, you know, we're, our cultural values are be happy, have fun, make friends, love people, and drink make coffee, which is like people, 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 coffee. Um, but, we were more like the Subaru version, which was, it, it just turned it in, into a branding message, right? And in 2014, uh, we, we had a moment where we met a gentleman by the name of Nathan Havey, and we called the shaman in the woods moment. And uh, Michael ended up camping with him, and he, he turned us on to this idea of conscious capitalism. And, and that's basically what we're talking about here. And so we're part of that conscious capitalism movement. And, and the movement is strong, sometimes not quite as strong in Michigan as other parts of the country, like the West Coast or sure. you know Colorado, parts of Texas, Austin, so on and so forth. But uh, it's a really strong movement. And, and you, know, you would know companies that do stuff like this, like Tom's or Whole Foods and so on. They, they can be really big companies, Patagonia and so on. Uh, but... Being a purpose-driven company, I'll tell you the thing that changes is, especially as a uh, shareholder, is how exuberantly you jump out of bed and can't wait for you know your two feet to land on the floor and get going. So, you know, operating a business that was successful and adding a couple of zeros to our paycheck every year was nice, and you know, and I would never complain about that. But having purpose behind the company just changes your brain waves. And, and your positivity to the world. Well, and I wonder to go back a couple minutes, I wonder if that is that the sort of muscle memory is what allowed you to kind of back off the cortisol in your brain and respond to this in a less anxiety driven way, right? Because I would imagine getting up every day and going, I'm, I'm just going to love people through my business makes it easier to go. All right. So lots of lots of variables have changed. But in that, how do I still love the people with my business? That's right. You know, um, in business, uh, in like old style business, uh, generally it's uh, maximize shareholder value. Okay. 
in, in a conscious company, you have to take uh, a complete stakeholder uh, format under consideration. So you're you're considering your your customer, you're you're considering the community, you're considering uh, employees, you're considering vendors, you're considering the environment, and so it's all internal and external uh, stakeholders to to the organization. And, and what you're always trying to do is create a win-win-win situation. And a win-win-win situation is a loving situation, right? So you're never making a decision that compromises one group over another. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we, I, I sort of teased earlier that you and your wife are doing this series that, um, you know, I just... I love the series. I love the way in which it's it's made. I, I love the sort of breaking of the fourth wall, the way in which you're creating it, right? Um, and you had a tip in the French press episode that I, I, I took and you know went into immediately. But yeah. at what point did you guys go, okay, let's, let's do this? I, because, again, I've got some sort of behind-the-scenes info on you that you are a person who loves coffee with a capital C, not just right. what you do. And you've got all of this knowledge. And so I'm wondering when you thought, okay, I've got all this knowledge. I love this thing. How about I do a YouTube channel? How's that yeah. sound for everybody? <laughs> well, um, I do love coffee. And, and you know, um, and I, I love all the idiosyncrasies uh, that go with it. And as a CEO, I really haven't had an opportunity to, to express that. You know, generally... I've expressed that through others um, and, and not myself. And so, you know, when 60% of our customer base is now trapped at home, what, what I wanted to do was make it okay for people to make coffee at home. You know, now hopefully they'll use baby coffee and so sure. on and so forth. Right. So it's not without, you know, uh, it's not nefarious, but uh, we, we, we do. Promote <laughs> it it, it so, doesn't come off as nefarious, just that, so you know. That's okay. right. So, uh, but, you know, the beauty of it is, uh, you know, people get to come directly into my home. This is, you know, it's, it's not stagecraft. It's not a set. And I'm teaching you straight from my kitchen uh, how to make coffee at home. And, and with the, you know, in ways that uh, maybe the average person wouldn't really know how to do. And uh, it really uh, fills my soul and my spirit because uh, I, I've always loved talking about coffee. Um, and so being able to talk from, you know, my house to your house, so to speak, uh, was, was really a, a, a special opportunity for me. And, you know, my wife and I were interrupted on our mission. Our mission is to have 50% of Big B Coffee be farmed direct by 2023. And so we were traveling all over the world. So now we're homebound like everybody else. Uh, but, you know, we're not crying in our milk. Uh, we're figuring out other ways to uh, reach out and touch people and make it real. It's very cool. And, and one of the things that I appreciate about it is the way in which you're doing it makes it less scary right because if you if you walk into williams sonoma or a big b or and you see a chemex and you see uh you know you see all these drip coffees and and french presses and which french press and this one's seven hundred dollars and this one's eight dollars and i don't know the difference um you're what i love about it is just you can you can feel the joy and get your teaching sensibilities through it and yeah. i i dig it very much well i'll give you a little secret you know um to me uh, it was a cross between um, Julia Child and Mr. Rogers. That was that was like how I wanted it to be. And that, maybe that doesn't sound right, but what I wanted was it to be completely approachable and not fussy, right? And so 
um, hopefully we're achieving that. And, well, and, and to go to the Julia Child, like the, that was her secret sauce and highly skilled, right? Mm-hmm. Not fussy, mm-hmm. approachable, but super skilled. Um, that's right. And, you know, I, I that's awesome, man. So the last thing I, I want to talk about today before we wrap up for episode one is I want you to tell me this, the Sam Bernstein story, because you guys yeah. have this partnership that... Uh, in in design thinking, and I know you know this, but the audience might not. There's this this terminology called brute thinking, where you take two things that don't belong together, you shove them together, and magic happens. And so, a family yeah. of lawyers and and a coffee come together and create this thing. And, and I'm, I'm hoping you could kind of explain what happened there. Yeah. So, I mean, what what's happening is that Bigby Coffee is giving away coffee every day uh, to. Uh, hospital workers and and first responders, right? So every day we've been giving coffee away to to those those essential workers, and and what we would say is they are the front line essential workers. But the way it came about was just really really extraordinary, and it, it came out of left field for us. But I got, I got an email one day from uh, Mark Bernstein, who's the the president and the son of the uh, president of the Sam Bernstein law firm, and son of Sam Bernstein. And said, "Hey, uh, what do you think if we were to market the fact that Big B Coffee is doing this, and that you guys gave away uh, the coffee?" And of course, we had to ask our owner operators, right? Because we're a hundred percent franchise. But of course, our owner operators, you know, stepped up with two thumbs up right away. And you know, the Sam Bernstein Law Firm is is just a, a juggernaut when it comes to marketing. I mean, there's not you would have to be dead and under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> to know, to not know that they exist. And so they turned, you know, the whole lens to Big B Coffee. And Mark went right out to a store. He took his kids with him. His kids filmed him and he stood in front of a Big B Coffee drive through and, and, and that guy is just amazing. And told the story about, come on into Big B Coffee. We're doing this for, you know, hospital workers and first responders. And, you know, at first it was, hey, let's do this for a couple of days and it turned into a couple of weeks. And, and now I think we're into a month and a half and um, it is the most extraordinary thing. And I, I can't explain exactly why it's happening. You know, I, we just had something else happen where uh, just recently billboard companies have been contacting us and saying, we want to give you guys space to use. Wow. And we're like, what? And they're like, no, we want to give you space to use. But you know, I, I think it's I think it's because of how Big B Coffee has been presenting itself to the world that we're being considered for these kinds of things. And what I will say is the people that contact us are just extraordinary people to begin with themselves, right? And they take that half of an idea, as you mentioned earlier, and they marry it with our half the idea. And that whole is is something that is synergistic. I mean, it's certainly you know, two plus two equals five in that particular uh, scenario. But but we are extraordinarily thankful uh, for the relationship and what we've been able to do for essential workers. That's awesome. I mean, it's such a great story and, and speaks to kind of where we started, right? Is this ability to be open and, and willing to embrace the wonder around us, right? Because if you're open and willing to embrace that wonder, that's that's where that happens, Right. That's right. You know, that's where that magic happens is when you're just letting it, you know, letting that magic kind of percolate and then you get a call out of nowhere and then you get another call and another call and another call when when the universe sort of aligns in your favor. And my my mom always has this phrase that I I love is that, 
you know, the universe tilts in your favor if you allow it to, right? If you push against it, all sorts of crazy stuff will happen. But the universe, by and large, is tilting in your favor. Yeah, totally, totally. And it, it is. And, you know, our owner-operators have, have been um, doing this. I mean, it hasn't been easy uh, for them, but they've been doing it with grace uh, and gratitude themselves. Uh, and, and they present in a positive manner every day. I mean, they really feel that it's their obligation to serve the community, right? So AB Coffee has been at the center of all these communities all throughout Michigan and, and actually nine other states, but we're mostly talking about Michigan here. And they feel an obligation to be open and to be available so people, you know, like your family can go get a cup of coffee and, and feel a moment of normal. And people really appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know how else to respond to that other than to say yes. And, and bringing that joy, even if it's just for a minute to people's lives, you know, is is very important right now. All right, my friend, I, you know, I promise to kind of keep this this under wraps. So I, I yep. want to do that and be uh, cognizant of your time. But I cannot wait to keep this conversation going. Bob Fish, have an awesome weekend, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you again for checking out the Michigan's Best Podcast. Want to take a moment to thank the other sponsors who are making these podcasts possible all May long. We're talking about Frankenmuth Credit Union, Northwoods Village, Fifth Third Bank, Stanley Steamer, and Chelsea State Bank. So thank you to all of them and to our other sponsors who are making these podcasts possible all May long. Be well, friends.